Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Hey, what's going on, Giants fans? Welcome to the latest episode of our Talk is Cheap Giants podcast from NJ Advanced Media, the Star Ledger, and NJ.com. Uh, Daryl Slater here with Bob Brookover. Uh, we're talking to you Tuesday night, uh, December the 27th, after a rather interesting weekend uh, for the Giants. They, they lose in just crazy fashion in Minnesota, um, but a lot of other things go their way. I mean, they would have obviously clinched because things went their way. Uh, but they didn't win the game when they had to. And uh, so Seattle lost, Detroit lost, Washington lost, uh, Green Bay won. So Green Bay is sitting there at 7-8, and eight and they're uh, in the 10, 10 slot right now. But the bottom line here for the Giants right now, because of what happened last weekend, more so you know with those other games, uh, with two games to play, they are 8-6-1. and one. They have a 92% chance of making the playoffs, according to uh, 538. Um, but, and, and really, it's winning in. Win one more game. And they're in. If they win this weekend, they beat the Colts, who are an atrocious team, and they should beat them. Uh, Sunday at home, New Year's Day. Uh, if the Giants win that game, they will not only be in, they will be locked in at the sixth seed uh, with the second of the two wild cards. And uh, that's it. They can't go higher, can't go lower. They'll be the sixth seed. Uh, and it would be interesting to see what Brian Dable does in terms of maybe resting guys in Week 18. But he'll cross that bridge when he gets to it. A lot to discuss here, Bob, as we look ahead to the playoffs. Uh, have you thought out from Minnesota yet? Have I thought out from Minnesota? Uh, yeah, I have thought out. It was, I, I didn't really go out much in Minnesota. Uh, I, the, when I landed, I got into the jetway, and I, I breathed, and my breath went out like 10, 10 feet wide. Uh, and I said, I don't think I'm going to be going out too, too much here in uh, Minneapolis, and Fortunately, the hotel uh, bar food was pretty good, and I ate it a lot. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it was it was a it was a great game. It was I think it's the third time I've covered a game uh, in U.S. Bank Stadium. The first one was the Minneapolis Miracle with Stefan Diggs scoring on the last play of the game. The second one was the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl, which went down to the last play of the game before it was an incompletion in the end zone. And this one, which ended on a 61-yard field goal. So I've seen three pretty good games in that stadium. Wow, that's a nice trio there. And and for the record, Bob deserves a road trip MVP of the year because I I did not make the trip. I stayed uh, back uh, here with, with family and was able to have Christmas Eve. And uh, Bob not only went out there and spent Christmas Eve and then flew home at five in the morning on Christmas day, but he, uh, he also changed his flight to Thursday to fly out earlier, uh, than planned because of the weather to, to get there. Um, so MVP status there. And, uh, you know, look, uh, it would have been, 
it would have been certainly if they had won that game and they had clinched, the, the post-game celebration would have been something to behold just because of how crazy it was. I mean, they stormed back from down 10, uh, you know, and certainly winning on a road against a team the caliber of the Vikings. Uh, and not just the caliber, but but the, you talk about the Giants as a fourth-quarter comeback artist. This, this Vikings team is – has has really mastered the art of that this season, and it was between on the two, between the two teams. Twenty one yeah. games decided by one score or less this season. Crazy, twenty two now. So absolutely it's, crazy. Um, it really is. And and then you add in the fact that the Giants had to deal with a shooting, you know, right yeah. by their hotel the, the night before, uh, which made it even more crazy couple days yeah obviously a tragic uh, fatal shooting in the mall of america attached to where the giants were, were staying and giants players along with their play-by-play radio guy bob papa were, were in the mall at the time it's a it's a very large mall um but it was went on lockdown and you know guys were nervous so understandably so that's a scary scary situation um, i think i think the thing that made them nervous was they didn't you know at first was you know it ended up being an isolated incident where it was two groups of people fighting. But when you first hear lockdown and an active shooter, you don't know whether, you know, it's a guy, you know, it's a mass killer event, you know, that's exactly, so until you know, the details of it. You're obviously, yes, going to be very nervous and have a lot of anxiety about, it. I mean, uh, John Feliciano said he hit the ground, you know, as soon as he saw it, cause he didn't, you know, he was, didn't know what it was. Yeah, that was pretty candid stuff from John Feliciano talking about, um, you know, just his mindset in that moment and and obviously a really scary and and nothing that, you know, these guys live on, you know, everything is planned out for them on these trips, right? I mean, they can, they have free time to go do something like go to the mall, but, you know, everything is is regimented and it's like, well, you know, all of a sudden um, something like that, throwing a a loop in it and obviously it was a tragic situation, you know, separate from all that, but um, the Giants go there and have a you know an, an eventful trip to Minnesota in many ways, and uh, I guess before we get into, we don't need to get right now too much into the Colts. We'll get into that later, but they could be going out. The Giants could to Minnesota here in the playoffs. Let's let's just assume they beat the Colts um, this weekend. Uh, they could lose, and then no matter what else happens, if they beat the Eagles in the finale, they're in. But let's assume they beat the Colts this weekend, then they're the sixth seed. Um, Right now, the Giants, the, the reason they'd be locked in as a six is because they have eight and a half wins. Washington has seven and a half, but the Giants have the head-to-head tiebreaker. And Seattle, Detroit, and Green Bay all have uh, seven. So the Giants are up a game and a half on those teams. So that's why a win locks the Giants in at six. Uh, not just puts them in the playoffs, but locks them in at six. They're not going to catch Dallas, obviously, who's the five seed, and they're 11 and four. Uh, but right now, in terms of who the Giants would play in the first round of the playoffs, um, either Minnesota probably – or San Francisco right now San Francisco is the three they're 11 and four Minnesota's the two and they're 12 and three um so if you're if you're Brian Dable and you win on Sunday and you don't know what's been happening in the other games and you're sitting there coming off the field uh what's your preference uh do you prefer Minnesota or San Francisco I think if I'm the Giants I prefer Minnesota uh for a couple reasons uh, one one is you just played Minnesota and you saw that you can score on them. Yep. Um, I mean, we, we talk, I think, every week on this podcast about how the, the Giants failed gone 43 games without scoring 30 points in a game. That Last week was the week they should have uh, taken down that record. They had a season high in offensive yards. Um, you know, they left just left so many points on the, you know, Daniel Bellinger got stripped down inside the 20. 
Um, Richie James had a drop that could have kept the drive going. Uh, Daniel Jones threw a pick. It was for the first time in five games down in Minnesota territory. There were just so many points uh, left on the board, and then you and then you add on you you gave away seven points by having a punt blocked. Uh, but they, you know, all all those things happened, and they, it still took a 61-yard field goal at the buzzer to beat them. Uh, so the, the the Giants know they a can score on the Vikings, and b they can play with them. You know that that this is a team they can handle. Whereas San Francisco is such a good defense. Uh, I'm just I'm, I'm looking at their games here. They've gone one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight games against the Commanders, they allowed 20. They won by 17, but allowed 20 points. That was the first time in eight games they had allowed 20 points. Uh, you know, they have such a good defense. I think the Giants could struggle to score against them. Uh, so, I, to me, that's the team that they match up better with. I agree. I mean, you talk about not just scoring on the Vikings. I mean, the Giants were, you know, they were down eight points with three minutes to go. They get the ball back. They drive, proceed to drive 75 yards in a minute, or really 59 seconds, not only score the touchdown, but get the two-point conversion to tie the game, look like it was going overtime, and obviously Greg Joseph with the 61-yard field goal. But um, you know, we were sitting around watching that on Christmas Eve, and uh, <laughs> and everyone was going nuts because, you know, obviously a dramatic way to uh, finish the game. But, you know, you don't expect that from this Giants uh, offense. It hasn't been something that they've been able to do on a consistent basis. I mean, uh, but you talk about I mean, defensively, the, the, the Niners are the number one defense in, in pro football focus right now. I mean, they're the best defense in the league. The Vikings are pretty good, too. Uh, you know, they're number four. So uh, but I think this is this is the Niners defense is something special, something separate um, in terms of, you know, the other really good defenses in the league. And so I agree. I think that uh, going to Minnesota again, the, they were just there. There's a comfort level uh, and they have some, you know, film on them. They know their tendencies. Uh, I think that that would play much better for the Giants today. I mean, and, and then the other thing too is having to go to the west, all the way to the West Coast, um, and maybe having to play that Saturday game. You know, we'll see play on Saturday. Maybe it'll be Sunday, or there is a Monday option too now. But um, that's a that's a that's a long trip to make uh, on a on a short potential turnaround, maybe shortish from Sunday to Saturday. We'll see how that goes. But um, but yeah, I, I think. Ultimately, yeah, the, the Vikings matchup is much better for the Giants. But we'll see. I mean, they have to win. Um, we'll get to the pick. But, like, look, I mean, the, the bottom line here, they got to beat the Colts. My God, the Colts are atrocious, right? I mean, they're awful. They're a laughing stock. They well, have to beat the Like, I, I haven't seen any good answer yet as to why, you know, Matt Ryan scored. They scored 33 points in a half with Matt Ryan. Uh, two weeks ago in Minnesota, uh, and and blew the lead. Yes, they they blew a thirty three point lead. Um, but I, I would I would be willing to say it's not Matt Ryan's fault they blew a thirty three point lead. Um, so the the you know the only thing and I, I tweeted this today because it's just so ludicrous to think about it. You know I watched Nick Foles uh, win a shootout against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl. Uh, but if you ask me right now, the, the Colts look at Nick Foles as their best chance to lose, uh, lose the game, uh, is to play Nick Foles. And they are in, entirely in tank mode and thinking about getting as high a draft pick as they can to get their next quarterback. 
I, I really believe they are in tank mode. Uh, and, and, and in many ways, I believe they should be. Uh, you know, they've tried the let's go get the veteran guy uh, three different times now. You know, they did it with um, uh, it started with Philip Rivers. Then it was Carson Wentz. And then it was Matt Ryan. And none of those have worked. So, yes, they should be trying to get the best quarterback they can in this draft. And I don't think they want to win on on Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I look. I, they've had pretty good luck drafting quarterbacks. Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, a couple pretty good players, and um, doing that with the band-aid approach with the veterans quarterback signing just not sustainable. I mean, one, I think you know one reason why they're not playing Matt Ryan is he has um, next year is the last year of his contract. They're going to want to cut him after this year. Obviously, he's got a nineteen million dollar salary that's not guaranteed, but. Right now, he's got a $10 million roster bonus that's due in mid-March next year, and it kicks in for a full guarantee in mid-March, and they'll cut him before that. But the caveat here, the big but, is it's an injury guarantee right now for that $10 million. So if he gets hurt and has like a major injury and he can't pass a physical next March, they're on the hook for the $10 million. And so that that's one of the big reasons why they're not playing Matt Ryan. Um, put him in bubble wrap, cut him. And move on, and and hey, if you lose in the process, and you move up in the draft order, so be it. Um, and who who the heck knows who their coach is going to be? But the, right now, they're the fifth pick in the draft. Houston, Chicago, Seattle gets a Denver pick at three. Arizona and Indy. So Houston could draft a quarterback at one. Not Chicago. Uh, probably not Seattle, right? Because they'll go with Geno Smith. Uh, you know, yeah, they might still they might still draft one Maybe. Arizona. But Arizona, no. So you're talking about one of the top three guys. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Top two or three guys, and if you sit there at number five, and then if they keep losing, they could move. Uh, I don't know. They could they get move as high as second? I guess. Could they move ahead of Denver? You know, you know, we'd have to. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess they. Yeah, probably I mean, if they if they lost their last two and Denver wins once, although I'd, you watch Denver right now, you say, how could they beat anybody? But. Uh, that's a special kind of dumpster fire too, and then, yeah. and, and, yeah. and then not just that. I think uh, the you know the Jeff Saturday thing, and that sort of hanging over all of this is you know he won his debut, but they've been a disaster ever since. They were in, I didn't watch that game last night, but it, they embarrassed themselves again. <laughs> they were not contending. Um, I just I you know I talked to a couple of guys in the locker room about the Jeff Saturday hire, and um, you know that the players doesn't you know, it doesn't resonate as much with them because they're not vying for these coaching jobs, but they're, they're saying, you know, what, what must like a minority coaching candidate think when you're, or not even that, but like a guy on that staff, for instance. Who's, well, who's, how about who's, like a, how about like a Brian Dable has, <laughs> you right. know, had to wait his whole life. Had to, he, he won five Super Bowls in a national championship and he's 47 years old and finally got the head coaching job. You know? Yeah. And he, he grinded his way to the top. And then, like, there's qualified coaches on that staff, and they got Jim Irsay. It does some wacky stuff from time to time, and uh, certainly um, hiring Jeff Saturday as an, as an interim coach has got to be on the t- near the top of that list. And uh, but but it plays well for the Giants. I mean, right now, if you look at just the metrics of where the Col- the Colts are at, um, they are 29th in offense. They're four ten and one. They're 29th in offense in PFF. And defensively, they're not awful. They're fifteenth, but like this is this is not, uh, you know, the Giants are not going to have to score thirty to win this game, right? I mean, 
the streak is going to continue and they're going to wind up in the playoffs with again not scoring 30. Likely, right? I mean, I have a hard We're time. Get, we'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah. I have a hard time seeing the Colts. Uh, I'll let you know how I feel about that with my prediction. I know. I didn't even look at your prediction yet. I got the email earlier. but um, So, yeah, look, I, I think there's a lot of encouraging signs for this Giants team, even though they did lose in crushing fashion. Things went their way. Um, and so th- if you look at how this weekend is, is, is set to go, I mean, let's just assume the Giants don't win. I mean, we've been going this whole time assuming they'll, they'll win. We laid it out here. Um, I had a post today about uh, could they rest some guys in Philly if they win this game, and they, they certainly could. But it, within that, here, here's, what, here's what has to happen for the Giants to clinch this weekend if they do not win. You know it's winning in, but um, it's a Washington loss and a Detroit loss and a Green Bay loss. Okay, that's one scenario. Another one is a Seattle loss, a Detroit loss, and a Green Bay loss or tie. And then the easiest one here is, is the Washington loss and Seattle loss. And that's because Detroit and Green Bay play in the last game of the season. So um, one of those teams is obviously going to lose. So Washington loss, Seattle loss. Um, you know, I, the, the schedules, all of these teams were on the road last weekend, and they're all home this weekend. Uh, Washington home against the Browns and Seattle's home against the Jets. Those are a couple, like, fairly winnable games, I would think. And then um, – Detroit's home against the Bears, very winnable. And the and the Packers, who are late charging here, they get a home game against the Vikings, so the most challenging of that. The bottom line is, like, the Giants can't be sitting around waiting for help this weekend, right? They, no, they, they shouldn't. And I, I don't, you know, they, they did go into last week looking at the teams that were, you know, they needed to lose. And they were, as you, you pointed out, they were playing some tough games. Kansas City, um, you know, not, not an easy game for who, who played Kansas City again. I can't yeah. remember. What's that? Seattle. Yeah. Seattle. Um, and Washington played San Francisco, correct? Yep. Uh, and so they, the Giants needed three uh, three losses. Uh, right. right? No, no, or was it just two? They needed two, two, two losses. They needed two. Yeah. And, and, they, they, and they got that in the early window. Uh, because Carolina, Detroit no-showed in Carolina. Detroit, yeah, yeah, which was really this the biggest surprise of them all was Detroit getting pummeled at Carolina, who I guess still has an outside chance of winning winning their division, don't they? And Arnold. That's and a, Arnold. That's, yeah. <laughs> they, they, right? They still have an outside chance of winning the the, the awful NFC South because they're six and they're six and nine. Yep. Six and nine. Yeah, they're still both and alive. Seven and eight. So uh, and that's that's uh, you know the, the thing. The Eagles, as it turns out, might end up. You know, they play the Saints this week at uh, in Philly but are obviously very banged up and have a Jalen Hurts decision to make. And the Saints play very good defense and are still alive for the NFC South. Um, you know, it, it's possible the Saints beat the Eagles and the Giants win this week and clinch and that the Giants are the team resting their players and the Eagles are playing their players. That, I mean, right, it would be wild because the the, 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 the Eagles have yet to uh, – Clinch anything brush, except the playoff spot. Right, brush, brush aside the um, – uh, the Cowboys. And so the Eagles clinch the division with a win or a tie or a Dallas loss or a tie. That's pretty easy. Um, and it looks, I'm looking at the scenarios the NFL put out, the Eagles will clinch home field um, and the one seed with a, with a win. So it's win and win for the Eagles. And there's a couple other scenarios that the, that the Eagles can. Uh, right, the Cowboys lost, but in a, 
a Cowboys loss or a Vikings loss would also yeah loss. truth here uh, the Eagles get the one seed uh, in that scenario with a Cowboys loss or tie Vikings loss plus San Francisco loss or tie so the bottom line is the Cowboys the the Vikings and the Niners would all, all let's forget tie would all have to lose um, so yeah but the bottom line is for the Eagles this weekend go get the one go get the division go get the one seed. Heck, the Giants win this weekend and the Eagles win this weekend. You're going to be looking at a lot of backups on the field in week 18. We could be looking at preseason game number three or four. <laughs> if you, all right, so let's just say the Giants win. If you're if you're Brian Dable, do you play Daniel Jones at all in the finale? Uh, I might not. I don't think I would. I, I, I don't think I would. Um, you know, I, I would I would let these guys rest up. Um, and get healthy, get healthy as possible, um, and try to put your healthiest team out there when you when you go play either the Vikings or the 49ers or whoever. Uh, in in two weeks, that would that would be the best scenario, I think, to, to go. I don't know if we'll do that. I, you know, we we there's no uh, there's no basis for this because he's never been a head coach before, so. But we'll see. Yeah, I think it's a smart move to, to – I mean, it, it, plus, you know, like, obviously you could say, oh, a guy could get hurt in any situation. Okay, fine. But, like, the Giants had a week nine bye, so they played eight games then had a bye. This will be their eighth game since the bye. So it's not like they were one of those teams that had a late bye. They didn't have a crazy early one, but they've played a, a, a stretch, a pretty grueling stretch of games here. I mean, they've been in, um, you know, playoff mode. It's not like the Eagles who – or who are clinched and maybe relax a little bit, right? Obviously, they're still trying, but the Giants are still chasing, and so they're, they that emotional Sunday night win in Washington. I talked to guys after that game the next couple of days later. What time did you get back? Oh, like four in the morning, you know, on a train. It, it's not. <laughs> it, yeah. it, these, these. I mean, that, that, that's the, the one thing, and I think we both mentioned this in our stories today. Uh, you know, they they had gone, so they had gone to. Where a situation where the commanders were playing them in back-to-back games with a, a week off in between, where, while they're playing the Eagles uh, and getting and getting beat up pretty good, uh, and then have to go on a you know a short week again uh, um, for to play the Vikings, who who had a regular regular rest, uh, they had a short week. Finally, this this works in their favor, where the Colts had to play on a Monday night. Uh, the Giants played on a Saturday, so they get the extra rest. They're the home team. Um, so those things are all working in their favor this Sunday. I mean, the bottom line for the Giants is go seize it here. I mean, they have uh, the rest, like you said, and they have the rest advantage. Uh, they get a chance to take a breather over the weekend after that really emotional, difficult stretch of Sunday through Saturday. Sunday night through Saturday afternoon, you know, they kicked off – Sunday night in Washington, 820, and then local time, central time on Christmas Eve, they were kicking off at noon in Minnesota. So I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but every every hour, every let alone 12-hour, 24-hour period for these guys to rest their bodies is really important at this time of year. And so, um, yes, I mean, to get back to what we were just mentioning, I think that they should rest guys if they get into that situation where they, they have the luxury of being able to rest guys. And so um, – that's that's something we'll we'll have to see what Brian Dable will do there. Um, 
in terms of uh, availability for, for this game, injury wise, I mean, injuries have been such a big story for the year. We we're into this now twenty minutes. We haven't really talked about injuries yet. Yeah. Um, I, mean, this is, I think we're going to find out a lot tomorrow about Adoree Jackson. Yeah, um, you know, uh, Brian Dable didn't really give us any uh, update on Monday about about that kind of stuff. You know, he said said you know he'll see with the dory it sounded i'm still unlikely for xavier mckinney yeah uh this week you know remains very doubtful for him uh and Aziz obviously is the new one the big injury on sunday or on saturday was Aziz Ojolari getting hurt on a sack of all things uh and that would be a a, a big big um guy to miss for them i i figured out on saturday after the game that They've got 36 sacks this year, and 24 of those have come in the games that Ojolari has played, and he's only played six. So, um, wow, know, that's, that's a good his presence alone leading his to presence alone. You know, and I think everybody would agree. Kayvon Thibodeau has been playing some of his best football since Ojolari's come back too. Um, you know, so uh, he would be missed a lot. Now, I, I saw him in the locker room. I talked to him after the game. And he was – the most encouraging thing to me was he had a sprained ankle and he had his sneakers on because I'm – you know, I've had a sprained ankle before and it always hurt to put anything on my foot, but he had that on, uh, you know, he, and he described it as a basketball-type sprain, which I don't know what that means, but, but but it was clear it wasn't a high ankle sprain. So, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. That doesn't mean he's going to be able to play uh, Sunday, but I think – I do think there will be a chance for him. Yeah, I guess like a lateral low ankle sprain being uh, being much much less nagging than a high ankle sprain, which really I guess those are those are more like leg injuries where your bones kind of separate, whereas the traditional low ankle sprain, just your ligaments well, getting it hurts. Well, heck, I mean it does, and they do hurt. Yeah, five and a half sacks for Ojolari in his six games played this year, and. Uh, really has come back from his calf issues, and it's obviously an injury plagued year. And I, I, I you know, I said <laughs> introducing that point that they're healthy. I guess not really. I mean, Dory Jackson has been out for so long. I just you just kind of forget about him. And um, the that that's an interesting one. Okay, so like if a Dory Jackson can come back in Philly, they probably would want to get him some reps in that game um, before the playoffs if he's healthy enough to play. Uh, yeah. And then, and then, of course, we'll see about Aziz Ojolari. I mean, it's only two guys. You can say only, but they're two really, really important players for this defense. And so, I mean, you saw it. I mean, Justin Jefferson's an all-world player, so he's gonna he's gonna tear up a bunch of people. But um, you know, you saw you know, how badly the Giants could use a, a more capable number one corner in that game. And so, uh, there's no Justin Justin Jefferson across the uh, field in, in in Indianapolis, and so. Uh, where do you see, or how do you see this unfolding on Saturday? I have not looked at your pick yet, but if you need me to call it up in case you forgot your score, let's see. I'll, uh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Read it exactly the way I wrote it. Go ahead. This is the week. It's going to happen. No, we're not talking about the Giants punching their tickets to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. That's easy to predict. We're talking about the Giants eclipsing 30 points for the first time in 44 games. Giants 37, Colts 13. Wow. You know, it, it would have been a better troll job if you picked 31 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're not going to just eclipse it. They're going to shatter it. Shatter it. 
Yeah. Well, hey, that that's uh, that's why I said, wow, I saw that. I, I legitimately had not looked at the email until I just saw it there. Um, and then oh, oh, I see here you also picked the Eagles to beat the Saints. And you have the if anyone Jet fan uh, leaning is listening to this, you got the Jets losing by 10, which I think is a fair, fair. Pick. I, I, um, I asked the question and I, I, I love this question. Would the Jets be going to the playoffs if Daniel Jones was their quarterback? Yeah, well. I think they would be. They might want. They might uh, want someone of Daniel Jones's. Well, at least his twenty twenty two caliber uh, next year, because it looks like Zach Wilson is uh, on his way out of town. Um, but in terms of the Giants' pick for this game, I will go with Giants thirty five. Colts just pull it out of a hat here twenty. Giants. See, you got them going over thirty two. <laughs> yeah, the Colts are so bad, man. I mean, they're just a disaster, and um, uh, I just look. The Giants lose this game. It, it, I mean, I understand they can go to Philly. It'll be a historic loss. <laughs> I mean, it would be brutal. I. This is a week where, like, just to you know, remind everyone. Last week, the Giants needed to win, and they needed two two of the three teams to lose. They got all three losses, um, and they they didn't win. And they actually their playoff odds, I think, went up from like eighty seven percent to ninety one coming out of that game, even though they lost because of all the other things that happened going in their favor. This time around, they don't need any help. And then, honestly, they're probably not going to get any help because you look at those those other games, you know, Washington and the Browns, um, Lions, Bears. I mean, these are winnable games. I know the Packers are, are you know, they're playing the Vikings, but um, they're winnable games for these other teams. And so you can't count on that. Go, the, go, go. Get sure the Packers can beat the Vikings. I mean, it, it, sure. the, the rivalries don't get any more fierce than that. <laughs> sure, absolutely they can. And um, – this is not a week where the Giants can can count on help. I mean, you just said Seattle Jets being the other game. I just forgot there when I was listening to them again. But um, yeah, no, no, go 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 win a winnable home game against a bad team that's on shorter rest than you. Um, it's just so many things, so many reasons why the Giants should not lose this game. And if if you are the uh, the gambling type, I'll, I'll look at the line here. The Giants are. I don't even see it's not up yet on this. Uh, I guess I'll have to find it somewhere else. But um, apparently, they don't know how to make the Giants a favor. <laughs> yeah, I was looking on that the score app, which is uh, let's see on Vegas Insider right now. The Giants in this game are five and a half point favorites. Uh, that that's what it opened at on FanDuel at least. So uh, well, I was a gambling man, which I'm not. I would I would take the Giants in that one. Yeah, it looks like five five and a half uh, in most of those. Um, yeah, no, I think the Giants will win. I think they will cover. They'll be in the playoffs. They'll be able to rest guys in Week 18 at Philly. Um, and, heck, I think the Eagles will be resting guys as well. And this will be, uh, you know, it's certainly been a bit of a bumpy uh, path here to the playoffs, which, look, uh, the bottom line is the team, they're 8-6-1. and one. Nobody expected that. They did start 6-1, and one, and they've, what, gone, what, 2-4? Four and one is that math right? No, two five and one, um, two five and one since their uh, six and one start. So that yes, they've leveled off a little bit, um, and yes, they've lost some games to teams that they probably you know they probably should beat the Lions at home, and they lost by thirteen points. Um, and so, but they're in a position here to to close it out, and that's really all that anyone's going to remember about this season. They're not going to remember. Uh, I and mean, shoot, especially if the Giants happen to win a game or two or maybe more in the playoffs. Um, 
But but even if they don't, even if they lose in the first round of the playoffs, people will remember that this team got across the finish line in a year when everyone expected them to just be a complete disaster. Um, and they won't they won't remember that they what went two five and one before the game that they clinched. Uh, they won't care that pe- they clinched against the terrible Colts or whatever. Um, this is about uh, you know a monumental accomplishment for this team and this coaching staff if they are able to beat the Colts this weekend. So we'll see. Um, anything else you want to uh, well, no, you want to add there? The I, I don't know. What the seven Giants were not. Nobody remembered the two thousand and seven Giants were nine and seven for sure. One hundred percent, they were nine and seven. Yeah, that was not a dominant team. They went in, and you know what? That is a perfect example of anything can happen in the playoffs. It I mean, is, oh, for sure, for sure. It's a total crapshoot. I mean, it's all about matchups, and I—that's why I, I do think. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say. Well, the two thousand and seven Giants were actually ten and six. The two thousand and eleven Giants were nine and seven. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, um, but uh, I got those two mixed up. But the. Uh, yeah, so anything can happen in the playoffs, and it's about matchups. And I think, the, like we said, the Vikings matchup is better for the Giants than the Niners matchup. We'll see um, you know, if the Giants can get it across the finish line. By the way, uh, you're talking about thawing out for Minnesota. Uh, the weather is going to be 55 on Sunday on New Year's Day at MetLife Stadium, but it's about a 60% chance of rain. So not We're going cold. to be wearing short sleeves watching practice on Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> not cold, but uh, looks like it could be a little rain, so pack your rain gear. Everybody enjoy your uh, enjoy your week. Happy holidays to everyone. Hope you all had a nice weekend. Um, and be sure to rate, uh, review, like, subscribe on all your favorite podcasting platforms to us here. And we will talk to you guys around this time next week. And we'll see if we'll be talking about a team that has clinched a playoff spot. So stay tuned until then.